What's up, y'all? This is wide receiver Deontay Simpson. This is cornerback Cam Johnson. Cornerback Deshaun Getty Jr. Senior forward Zachary Simmons, and you're listening to Bruins Breakdown, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Bruins Breakdown, the 24-7 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me, once again, is Colin Mitchell. Colin, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty bad. Uh, I actually have... The hot take machine is now the bad take machine. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. It was only a matter of time, really, if you think about it. I mean, Listen, we had some hits. We had some hits. And, and you know, now we're we're not having any hits. To be, to be <laughs> fair, you did say the North Texas would sweep UTEP, and I said they were going to split with UTEP, and you were right on that. So, Yeah, but this had more implication. Oh, yeah. This was a much bigger deal. You, I mean, you, you didn't just say it. You like firmly I was, and, stood by it. And you were uh, tweeting yeah. at people. You I were truly, like, no, it I doesn't truly matter. believed that they were the best team in conference. But we'll get well, into that. But we'll but get yeah, into I that. mean, there's there's a long season. We'll we'll get into all that. But um, you know, Colin just woke up from a nap, so I'm um, you know sorry if he doesn't have any energy. And he's like, you know, I have energy. <laughs> wow, listen, man, I had you know, a headache. Some, I had they're a really not bad all headache. built like me. You know, not everyone's they're built not like me. Like you can just go from game to podcast. First of all, I don't have a through it. Uh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but an immune system like Bruni. Uh, basically, <laughs> he has like a whole sanitarium inside of his body and just cleans for him. You know, never been sick in a day of my never life. Never been knock sick. Knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood. But, uh, but anyways, Colin, <clears throat> uh, like you said, you guaranteed a sweep. So um, that's what I started the uh, post-game breakdown with on Twitter last night, you know. And... So let's recap these two games real quickly because, man, what a series it was between Louisiana Tech and North Texas. I basically guaranteed a split. Colin guaranteed a sweep. I was right, but it doesn't make this series any less interesting. Like, this was legitimately a fascinating series to watch. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was could not take my eyes off of it. Even in the lulls, like when nobody could score, I was just like, holy crap. This well, because is- the game was still a good game, right? It wasn't, it it wasn't at no point was the game, you know, one way or the other. And it always it was interesting to watch. I mean, like everyone tried hard. Um and these teams are like carbon copies of them of each other in a way. Uh and yeah. Grant said that I, I saw in your story. So yeah. I mean it's it's super interesting. Yeah, and so this First game, obviously, Louisiana Tech won 68-63. It was a North Texas team that came out. Thomas Bell, I believe, at 15 in the first half. Uh, Ruben played arguably his best game of the year. Uh, Javion didn't do much at all. Uh, Reese had 12 points, but with two of eight from three. Jerez was one of five from three. And it was a game where Louisiana Tech dominated the paint, uh, won the rebounding battle, uh, they really they had 15 fast break points to North Texas six, and that was the thing in that first game. Remember when North Louisiana Tech was just pushing the pace in a way that they didn't do that last year, right? Last year they were the same slow pace as North Texas, so that's why we got that 50 to 51 game. And in the second game, it took um, Bracy and Hamlet going off to get in the 60s. This year it was a little different. Louisiana Tech just pushed the hell out of the ball with um, Kobe Williams and Nate Ar- or Amari, Ar- Amari Archibald. But then once they got to the half court, they were able to pick North Texas apart too, to a degree. And they ended up shooting 53% from the field, which obviously is a very high number for North Texas defense that prides itself on uh, being stout. And especially late in the game, we saw um, Isaiah Crawford kind of fill it up. He scored back-to-back buckets on, 
on uh, Thomas Bell and uh, Lofton. Their freshman sensation had 14 points, almost all of which were on Zach Simmons. So it was just a bunch of different things for Louisiana Tech going right in that first game. And as a result, you have North Texas losing the game, and it felt like a really deflating loss, that first one. Was that just me? Uh, no, I completely agree because you, you you have the highs of that Rice game, right, where it seems like everything's coming together. You know, Javion did his thing. Everyone's hitting threes. Uh, their offense looked beautiful. And then you, you come into – and you did it for two games, you know, the two Rice games. And then you come into this, this La Tech game and your offense looks stagnant. You can't get any kind of paint touches outside of Zach. And your defense, like you said, just gives up, you know, 53% from the field in that first game. And in the second half, you don't get anything from your stars, you know, Zach, Thomas, and uh, and Javion, and yeah. and it's like what? <laughs> no, you know? yeah, for sure. The thing that stuck out to me, and McCaslin said this after the game, was if you look at the assist numbers, right? Uh, North Texas had 18 in that first game. Louisiana Tech had eight. However, it was Louisiana Tech that shot a much higher percentage from the field, and usually that's the opposite, right? Usually right. a team that moves the ball better is going to get better shots. Well, Louisiana Tech moved the ball a lot in that first half of that first game, and it didn't matter because that's what North Texas kind of thrives on. They thrive on teams just kind of passing the ball around without purpose, in a sense, or driving to where they want them to drive. It's the teams that have guys that can get to the spots on their own that give them problems. So you think of Javon Jackson, right? You think of Keaton Wallace. You think of any of the teams they played. Uh, Arkansas had a bunch of guys that cr- could create off the dribble that gave them problems. West Virginia, similar thing. It's those guys that don't need their shots to be assisted that really give them problems. And obviously they give problems to every team in the country. That's not a surprise, but I'm saying they don't have those. I mean, they don't have those. Kawhi Leonard guys that are going to like take this guy out of the game. James Reese and JJ Murray are all good, they, but they all have their flaws to a degree. And as a team, that's where they defend their best. That's why they're such a good defense because as a team, they're always on a string. They always know where the help is. They know where the, where to funnel guy and all this stuff. Well, in the second half, Louisiana Tech basically just said, screw passing. We're just going to post up Lofton. We're just going to post up Crawford. We're just going to push the pace one-on-one. We're going to put get to the rim with uh, Kobe Williams. And we don't need to pass the ball. We're just going to go by y'all. We're just going to overwhelm y'all with power. And as that's what they did. And they scored 39 points in the second half and finished the game making four of the last five shots. It's It was an offensive revelation of sorts from uh, the Bulldogs. And I was very impressed with that from them. Like That, that was something I hadn't seen a team in conference USA do to North Texas like that. Yeah, especially at the end of the game. Uh, Isaiah Crawford just destroyed Thomas Bell. And that was that was the reason, right? We we said their offense isn't going to have a, a tr- problem winning them this game at the end of the game last night, and it was more, can they get a stop? And like you said, I I mean, uh, Kenneth Lofton just I mean just ate Zach alive down there in the paint, and then at the end of the game, you expect Thomas Bell, your best defender, to to lock down Isaiah Crawford, and he ends up putting up twenty seven, and and then Thomas doesn't really he scores one bucket in the second half. So yeah, uh, I mean, you just need, we didn't. You need to see more from those guys, defensively and offensively. And obviously, at the end of that first game, everybody who's watched the game knows we're not talking to people who didn't watch the games, really, for the most part. Um, Javion Hamlet had a shot. Javion Hamlet had three possessions late in that game, basically in the final minute. One of them was a missed floater. Another one was a turnover when they were down three. Then Pemberton goes down to air ball, or misses two free throws, air ball to first. Then Javion comes back, 
busted coverage, gets a wide open three to tie the game, misses that. Three possessions right there that could have, I don't want to say one North Texas the game, but given them a chance to win the game. And Javion just didn't have it. I want to get on get to Javion later, but that was kind of just a recap of the game in a sense and why I feel like that's necessary information before we move forward here. Yep. Now the second game, the game we are recording this afterwards, was North Texas defeated Louisiana Tech 57-55. It was just a brawl of a game, really. But in the first half, it wasn't that way. In the second half, it was a lot more physical and a lot more slow-paced. First half, North Texas puts up 38 points to Louisiana Tech's 33. And albeit it didn't feel like it was super like sustainable, it still felt like it was it was noteworthy enough to where North Texas had figured something out, right? Uh, they shot four of nine from three. They got to the line eight times, made all eights. They were rebounding very well. They had five offensive rebounds in the first half. And it felt like they're, they were just playing a little more loose in a sense. They started the game off 20 to six. They, they led 20 to six and there was really nothing that could go wrong. Reese was filling up. He was five of seven in the first half. Drez was two of four. Javion was two of three. Um, Abu came in and had four points in the first half with Terrence had five points in the first half. So it was just a distributed effort. And that's what you want to see from this team in the first half, at least. Um, I was very optimistic, but if you remember, with about eight minutes left in the first half, I don't remember. I think Javion left the game. He got picked up a couple fouls. And I turned to you and I said, if they don't go up double digits, if they're not up double digits at halftime, I'm going to be concerned. Yeah. And they did not go into halftime up double digits. They went up five. <laughs> and so there was just a palpable angst amongst all of us, right? We were all just sitting there like, we were kind of just waiting for the, the, the dam to break in a sense. Like no, I I compl- that was definitely the feeling, and like you said, the tension could be cut with a cut with anything, a knife, just a little butter knife. It was it was it was crazy, and 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 it's because you weren't getting it from the guys that you were expecting to get to get it, the production from. I mean, Javion, uh, although he was two or three, he didn't really play a lot in that first half uh, because of the two fouls. Uh, Zach picked up fouls early. I mean, forced Abu to play a ton. Uh, you you had guys like uh, Thomas. I don't think scored in the first half. I don't I don't remember. Um, but Terrence, you had Terrence and Drez, you know, leading with Reese. It was like six, five, and five at half for them with their points, and uh, I think it, that's what made it feel like, okay, well, if we're not getting anything from Javion, what makes us think that we can still get more from Terrence or yeah, know, Drez exactly. or whoever? Exactly. You need your big guys to step <clears> up, especially <throat> against Louisiana Tech team who was quickly picking up momentum in that first half, and then come the second half, sure enough, what happens? We're all right. We all knew it was going to happen. And Louisiana Tech comes out and goes on a 7-0 run to start the half. And North Texas doesn't score their first bucket until 13 minutes left in the half. By Abu, Seven by the minutes. way. By Abu. Yes. Yes. Abu hits that little hook shot, which I just laughed that it went in. But it, it was still, it went in. Seven minutes without scoring a point to start the second half. Abu scores, and then we're off, right? And then we start playing basketball. Then we see a lot of lead changes. Then we see... Uh, North Texas pull in front. They take a six-point lead with four minutes left, and they uh, Louisiana Tech cuts it to two, and it just ended up being this physical game where North Texas scores 19 points in the second half and somehow still won the game, scoring 19 points in half and won the game. Like you, you don't see that. And Reese didn't score. Like if, seriously, if I read off the second half box score, it's amazing. 
Reese zero, Dres three, Javion zero, Thomas one, Zach five, JJ two, Ruben six, Abu two, Terrence zero. Like, that's jarring. No, it it definitely is, and that and that Thomas uh, free throw was at the end of the game, so he, zero basically. I mean, um, I mean, when you think about it, Ruben was really the the reason they won that game, in my opinion. And it's crazy because he played so poorly in the first half. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. However, he was the only one on the court that I thought in the second half had any type of uh, did, uh, assertiveness. Is the word I'm yeah. looking for. Yeah. When he was like, "Okay, well, we're not getting a bucket. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go." And he went, and and it kept them afloat because, like you said, La Tech, if they if they had anything from Kobe Williams, like this game's over. Yeah, there was uh... a. <clears throat> I mean, to be fair, both defense, I both defenses were just tremendous. North Texas did a much better job in transition. They held um, Louisiana Tech still recorded 14 fast break points. I don't remember what they were. They weren't as like overwhelming as the other ones were. I feel like, especially in the second half, I think North Texas did a better job with that. They rebounded much better. North Texas had 37 rebounds to, to Louisiana Tech's 30. Um, they forced more turnovers. The the bench production, like you said, Ruben had. Uh, a good night in the second half. Uh, North Texas had 23 points off the bench in the second half. And now we have to look at this series as I, another thing I tweeted out was with eight minutes left, I was like, you know, it doesn't matter how ugly this game is. North Texas still needs to win it, basically. Yeah. Like there was no change in the magnitude of the game here just because it felt like it was flat for a bit. And North Texas got the split. Now, is there anything else on the second game you, you want to get into before we move forward? No, we'll just go to overall stuff, I think. Okay. So, I before we do anything, I just thought it was a really weird, and um, I thought it was a weird outing from Thomas. The great first half that he had in that first game, for how bad he was in that second game, and for like, he wasn't very good in the second half of the first game either. I thought that was a really weird performance, and they need him to be good, like all the time. What, what did you What did you think of Thomas's game? I feel like he can't be relied on in that way, offensively. He had one rebound though tonight. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, he tonight was awful game. Four but I'm turnovers. Saying, but, but I mean, he can't be relied upon to be the the main guy in this offense or defense. I mean, defense. He's obviously the best defender probably on this team, but he can't be relied on in a sense of is he going to win you a game by himself, right? Like I don't think I don't think that's his role. Um, he's more of a guy that's where like okay, everyone's playing well, then then he gets his, he gets his. Um, he wasn't making shots. I mean, he that's that's simply what it was. I mean, he he had I think three corner three attempts and didn't yeah. hit any of them. Yeah. So my my main question, which I asked the Thomas one to kind of lead into it how big of a hindrance is this team's consistency in trying to win a championship? Like, is the consistency, how worried are you about that? I am going to say very worried because, and you pointed this out greatly uh, during this tonight's game was when Reese had that wing three to basically kind of seal the game or keep them, you know, from making a two, uh, two score game. And you yeah. said he's has, he has to make that shot if they want to win championships. JV Aaron had to make that shot Saturday if you want if this team wants to win championships. Friday. Friday, yeah. What'd I say? You said Saturday. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so Reese had to hit the one uh, tonight if they want to win championships and the same one for Friday. So that's what this team's been missing this year. Yeah, they were inconsistent sometimes last year. I mean, they had that stretch where they weren't shooting threes, but they found a way to win games. And I feel like that they don't have that it factor almost right now, if that makes sense. Right now, they're just kind of relying on what they've always been good at, but they don't have that extra step, that extra oomph that they've had in the past. And and that that concerns me because if you don't have the consistency of at least, you know, Reese hitting, you know, four of eight from three or whatever and not, you know, two of eight from Friday or whatever he was, then you fall off even farther. And I think that's, that is a huge, huge problem. Like, if we look at, and we praise this team's depth countless times this season but if we did our player rankings of like you know who had the the who were the three best players in this series right it'd probably be what reese reese ruben and zach reese ruben jj i'd say jj okay reese ruben jj let's say reese didn't score at all in the second half last uh yesterday or i'm sorry today reese Albeit was fine, but he shot two of eight in the first game from three and two of six in the second game from three. So you put that together, it's four of 14. That's not his usual up to par self. And most of them were good, pretty good looks. I don't think many of them were rushed or anything. Drez shot one of five from three yesterday, shot two of five from three today. So again, three of 10, not up to his usual par. Uh, JJ, I thought was fine, but offensively, obviously you can't rely on him in a lot of ways. Uh, Ruben went one to seven today and had a poor first half. Even when everything felt like it was going right for this team, he kind of struggled, but he did make those plays down the stretch. I'm not saying he played badly, but it's just, there's too many pockets of this being like, whoa, what happened to this guy? Whoa, why is he missing shots? Whoa, where's this happening? And I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even bring up Javion Hamlet's name here, which is the (laughs) most inconsistent um, player at this moment. But it's just like, when is this team going to figure out what it needs to do to f- consistently get what it wants? And I don't. I think the first half of the conference play, those first um, six games against UTEP, Rice, UTSA, a lot of it was just fool's gold because it's like, okay, we can just do this and we don't need Javion to be good because we can score here and we can get stops down the stretch and we'll go five and one. Well, you get punched in the face against Louisiana Tech and you realize, oh no, we don't know where we're going to get points from because anybody can be good or anybody can be bad on any given possession. We don't know. Zach was fine, but then he had those turnovers. He only had three turn. He had three turnovers to one assist tonight. That's not very Zach-like either. Zach's usually three and three or four and three or something like that. And he was three or six from the field. He even missed a couple bunnies that could have helped put the game away tonight. There was nothing that came easy to this team, and a lot of that is because they were missing open threes and they didn't have that consistent guy that they need just to just to be there for him, just to calm everybody down. Zach calmed them down to a degree. Zach and Ruben calmed them down more than anybody else tonight, and I don't even think either one of them played particularly well. I completely agree. Do you think that is a, this is a product of the inconsistency that is? Is it a product of expectations or of what the coaching staff's trying to do i think i think more than anything it's they've never they haven't this year they haven't been good against any of the good defenses they've played right right Loyola, chicago west virginia you go down the list anybody louisiana tech is on that level of defense 
All right. So we have to give them credit to a degree, right? Louisiana Tech is a great defense. Give them all the credit in the world. But a lot of times last year, like I said on the postgame uh, Twitter breakdown, is it didn't matter if they had a great defense last year because Javion Hamlet could close out games or he could settle this team down with his uh, creation or his scoring. He settled the team down. This year, late in the game, what was I what was I telling you that needed to happen every single time down the court in the second half? Post up Zach. They just need to post up Zach. That's what it is now. And Zach, albeit as is very good. He's a very good player. I will never say anything other than that because he has been great for this program. But it's just not the same. He's not he's not at that JV on Hamlet level last year where he was like, Oh, get the ball to Zach, the game's over. Last year, it was get the ball, JV on Hamlet, the game's over. And I think that's the biggest difference this year is that you're running these ball screens for JV on, you're running the ball screens for Ruben, all of them, but there's no, there's no, the production isn't consistent. That's all I'll say. And that's one of my biggest concerns here is that if Drez and Reese aren't going to shoot third, high 30s percentage-wise, it's going to be very tough for this team to find consistency inside out because those are the guys that need to stretch the defense. And they didn't do a good enough job of that this weekend. And it starts, in my opinion, it starts with them in order to open up the court for Zach and Javion. Here's a stat, and I brought it up to you last night. I asked you if uh, how many, if you thought that Javion was shooting more or less than last season. In conference, by the way. Yeah. Uh, after, this doesn't have tonight's game, but it has yesterday's game. And he's shooting the same, like so, eleven point three, eleven point six. However, his field goal percentage is down from fifty five percent and from two points to thirty nine percent, and then his three is down from forty percent to thirty three percent on the same attempts. Because I was thinking in my head, yeah, he's getting to his spots, but I feel like every time he shoots, it's a disappointment, right? Like he's like, oh yeah, he always makes that, and then it, it goes into the bucket, and then. It it doesn't this year, um, and that happened a lot yesterday. Where he drives to the basket, you look like it's gonna be an easy layup, and it rolls out tonight. It it looks like it's gonna be a layup, and it and it just rims out. Yeah. What does he have to do to fix that? <laughs> I think he has to be even more aggressive, going in. You saw what Kobe Williams did. That's yeah. what Jay Gunn needs to do. It has to be get a step on a guy, and I'm going through you to get to the rim. And if I get blocked, I get blocked. But more times than not, I'm either gonna get fouled or it's gonna be a layup. Okay, then. Or obviously, I'm sorry. creating. Why hasn't that happened yet? I just don't think he has it going right now. Like he's, he doesn't want to force things. He's kind of hesitant in that regard. But especially when they have, I mean, they have more shooting. Think about it. They have more shooting this year than they did last year. Yeah. Thomas Bell is in the starting lineup, and he's a legitimate 33 percent three point shooter. Dengu could not shoot the ball. They had two bigs last year. Now, the whole spacing thing is kind of, you know, not as big of a deal if those guys, the, those other three guys are not making threes, which I think they are capable of, but they need to be knocked down. Like, knocked down, knocked down. I, I, when Drez <clears throat> shoots, it's still kind of like, eh, I'm not sure about it. Reese, I've gotten to the point where I'm confident about it for the most part, even though he didn't have the greatest weekend. Drez, I need to be on that same level. And that's a big thing. Ruben's getting to that level, even though he was only one of four from three. I, I really trust Ruben shooting the ball. But it's do you just, think that space actually 
right now is limiting Javion in any way. How so? Like you just mentioned that they had two, they played two bigs last year, and he didn't have a lot of shooting whenever he was playing. And then now we're talking about this year where you don't have knockdown shooters, you know, consistently, or you can't trust, sorry, certain players to be knockdown shooters. How is that affecting Javion negatively when you still have better shooters yeah. and you still have the same shooters from last year? I really believe that he doesn't want to force things to them. So when he gets a <clears> step <throat> or two, he thinks, all right, I can just kick to Reese and Reese will make a play, or I can get to Zach, Zach will make a play. I think he hasn't been at that point all season where I'm just going to put my head down and go. And that's what the biggest thing is, is that he had the great weekend against Rice. That was awesome, but it was Rice. Now they close the season with Louisiana Tech, Western in two weeks, and then Marshall, and then probably UAB after that. This is the point where it's going to be make or break. It's like, all right, you either figure it out now or we're talking about Javion as the fourth best player on this team. Yeah, Southern Miss is, is, is basically his final gimme game, right? Yes, this is the last gimme. And they need to win these two games. Like this, Let's not get it twisted here. Those Southern Miss games, are not, they need to be wins. They cannot be split. If they're split, then we have a major problem on our hands. But they need to be both wins, and then both need to be Javion performances. So Javion just has to get to that point where he's going to the rim, throwing his body around. Just no fear, in a sense. And Here's, there's another, fear right here's another question. If Javion's not in foul trouble and he plays Ruben's minutes, do they do they win this game? I think they still would have found a way to play, play Ruben a lot. I think I think maybe they would have played Ruben and Javion to an extent. I mean, you could argue the first game they should have had Ruben with the hand in his ball with the ball in his hands late. Well, I was going to argue that for tonight at the end because because at least he went to the basket, right? I, did Javion have a free throw attempt? I don't think he did. That's the third game in a row. Did he not have a free throw? I don't I think don't, he did. I don't. He did four points, so no. No, he didn't. Yeah, like at least he got to the rim to to do something, right? Yeah. You put the ball in Javion's hands; it's going to be ball screen, dribble, swing. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we've had this Javion discussion on here for weeks, months. I thought it was and... over. I really we did. We, we, really, we thought it was over, but then I said it last week on the podcast. I said, all right, well, let's see him do it against Louisiana Tech. You did say that. And what's more concerning to me, not that he didn't you know, score a lot. Like, I would have been happy with, like, 11 points. It's the fact that it just looks not the same. Uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's the only word that I can use is uncomfortable. Exactly. So, we'll see um, how he does. Um... Panic meter. Okay. Uh, panic meter right now is at a five. A five? You went down? Yeah. I knew they were going to split the series, so it didn't change anything for me. You were at a three last time, I think? Yeah, but... You coming up to a five with me? If Ten being... Or, sorry, one being conference championship, or zero. I don't remember what we did. 10 being the season's over. I'd probably go 6 or 7. Why? Because I don't feel like right now that this team has the capability to win games that they absolutely have to win. 
right now. And that is solely on, right now, I guess, Javion, in, in a way, but also the fact that they're not making shots. Because if, 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 like I said, if Kobe Williams had had any type of semblance of a night, or if Archibald didn't, you know, only hit, like, two shots, or if Isaiah Crawford has any similar game that he had Friday, yeah, this is not the same. This is not the same. Well, let's get into my next question. Okay. <clears throat> is, can they win this conference championship? just with their defense. I would say this La Tech series says no. But Louisiana Tech is also a great defense. They are also a great defense. However, so Western is not a bad defense. No, 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 they're not. And they have better offensive players. So I get what you're saying. And Marshall is obviously a great offensive team. All I'm saying is this might have been you, you said you said I don't think you remember if it was halftime of the first game or something like that. You said, Is it bad Louisiana Tech scares me more than Western Kentucky? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, No. Because I feel the same way. Louisiana Tech is a team that's gonna just bring it to you, bring it to your doorstep every yep. single night. Western, we don't know that that's the case or not. They might blow you out one night, then lose the next night. I'm here to say I think Louisiana Tech could be one of the top. I mean, I think I had them as the third best team in the conference anyways. I think they are legit the third best team in Conference USA, if not second. Like, there, there's a top three in my opinion. All right, let's say there's a top four with Western, uh, North Texas, Louisiana Tech, and UAB, right? Then you throw Marshall down there somewhere. I don't really care about Marshall. Those four, I feel like, are interchangeable to an extent. And what's going to win one team that extra game? Yeah. Right? It's You're going to have to win a close game. You're going to have to sweep somebody. So, North Texas is gonna, probably going to have to sweep UAB if they play or sweep Western if they play. One of those is going to have to happen probably, along with all the other stuff. Louisiana Tech has lost some bad games. I think they split with UTSA or, or UTEP. But it's what North Texas... I think has kind of figured out in close games that gives me a little bit of confidence in them moving forward. They pulled out a close game against UTEP. They've pulled out this close game against Louisiana Tech. They lost the last one. I, obviously, it wasn't they, – they didn't win that one. And they lost a close game to UTSA, that, that second one. But I feel like with what this team is, is they're going to be able to get stops against everybody in Conference USA. Late in games. Like, I, I really don't worry about them getting stops late in games like I did last year. Now, yes, I would love to have JV on playing great and the defense doing what it's doing, but I just I have See, too much confidence right now. But I have pause. The defense can do it. If you can't, it's not even just JV on. If you can't get a bucket at the end of a game. And that's where it comes back to I mean, if <clears throat> the thing that gives me a little more confidence than you on the offensive side of the ball. Is the fact that they have so many guys who could could be good on offense, and like I right. said, consist. And we just had a whole consistency debate about saying they need to be more consistent. Ah, da 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 da. I agree. However, I am saying that there are guys who could break out against a lesser defense like Western Kentucky, like a lesser defense in Marshall. UAB is going to be a good defense as well, but I mean, you're going to have guys who can break out a little bit more for, for this, sure. But does that offset the offensive capabilities of those other teams? I think so. I, I really think so. I really don't like again if 
Well, first of all, Abu playing the way he played tonight. Bro, Abu played the game of his life. That might have that might have completely swayed me because if you have a backup five, then we're talking. So. That can play legit minutes. Like yeah. he played. Then, well, we're, then minutes, we're having like a little conversation. He put fourteen minutes. Fourteen minutes. Then we're talking. So, I'm just looking at the depth of this team here, and I'm like, I re- I still believe they're the best defense <clears> in the conference. You say I I would put them over Louisiana Tech just to, by a little bit. UAB is right there as well, but. I'm I I just I believe in their defense a little bit too much maybe at this moment. Okay, here's another question then. And nobody else, and it's not like Western Kentucky doesn't have its flaws. It's not like UAB doesn't have its flaws. Oh no no no, no for Tech. sure. But this is a. So now we're just rolling the dice here, right? But those now teams, t- those teams have a. Okay, I say Western. I guess has the transcendent talent to where they can make up for inconsistency, where their team might not be as good fundamentally. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh. La Tech, they proved that they can also have guys have bad nights and win games, right? Yeah. And, the, and their guys have been doing good. Like Kobe has been pretty good, so that's yeah. that's my that's my concern. So I'm gonna ask you: Is get rid of the regular season conference championship? Do you trust this team to win a must-win game in like a turn in the tournament? The not the March Madness, but conference tournament. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's kind of the same as the upcoming Western Kentucky series, right? Like, I think that's going to be a couple close games as well. So you're, they're going to be legitimately tested time and time again here. And I, I'm sorry. I just trust this defense to be consistent on a nightly basis more than I do Western Kentucky or UAB and Louisiana Tech. So how many games can they lose that's left, do you think? Sweep Southern Miss. Let's say they split with Western. Let's say they sweep um, Marshall. That'll put them at three losses. And then you have UAB, and then you have a series after that. Let's say Old Dominion just for the heck of it. Um, that would put them at 14 and 4, 13 and 5, somewhere around there. In theory, that should be enough. In theory, it should be enough. It sounds so hard, though, doesn't it? <laughs> oh yes, it's but that, so this hard. is what I'm saying. So we've kind of flipped on this. We've kind of flipped on this. I was the kind of pessimist before. You were the optimist. We're flipping in a sense, and I think we both reacted to this series differently, which is fine. You looked at this series as an indictment of their offense in a lot of ways, an indictment of their consistency, which I agree. Their yeah. consistency was worrisome. Their offense was not very good at times. I looked at it as this defense, albeit they lost the first game and I think they don't didn't play that well down the stretch. This defense learned something in that second game. And reset after the game is we didn't let them he basically said we didn't let them bully us this time. He said we didn't play us soft. And it, it takes you getting punched in the face to realize, okay, now I need to go learn self-defense. Now I have to go take a kickboxing class class. Like that's where you, you have to figure that out. And I think Louisiana Tech already had that about them. I think Western Kentucky is what they are in a lot of ways. UAB is what they are because of those two, because Western Kentucky's limitations as a defense and as consistency and UAB's limitations on offense. We've seen North Texas last year, and we've seen North Texas this year improve drastically whenever they've been punched in the face. And I'm not saying Louisiana Tech and those teams won't get better, but North Texas, for me, defensively figured something out tonight, and that's why I think 
that I'm a little more confident in this title chase. That's interesting. That's an interesting point. Because you can also argue that offensively as well. I mean, offensively, they're going to be what they are. Like they're going, and let's not let's not forget they had a thirty-eight point first half against Louisiana Tech. Like, sure, but it was like it came weird. It came it came the in second a weird half. Way. The second half, yes, it was awful. Nobody's saying it wasn't awful, but good lord, if they get to the free throw line, they're going to be fine. They shot twenty-two free throws tonight. Really, it doesn't feel like that at all. Ruben no, shot. They shot sixteen. I was looking at uh, three point. Kills. They yeah. shot they shot 13 to 16 from the free throw line, 81%. That's all I'm saying. I think there's room for Javion to get better. And we saw North I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying I think I feel like this offense is good enough if this defense can maintain and improve to where they are right now. Sure, I can agree with you there. I can I can agree with you there. But it's an interesting point that you also bring up because I think that they could also probably do it offensively as well because we've seen how good they were in the past. We have. They have been a good offense. So, so that's, so that's the difference, I guess, with these other teams, right? Like we kind of know what they are. Where, like, Western's going to be what they are—the inconsistent yeah. offense, no matter what. But they can make crazy plays. Uh, Marshall's only offense. Whereas it's like, we saw last year what this team could do, and they just need to do it in the way. Here's another thing. Coach Max said after the game. After mm-hmm. the game, he said we've we've been accustomed to winning games on offense, and so winning this game on defense was big for us. Basically, that's what he said. Our confidence, <clears throat> and I feel like that's just where this team is right now. Is they didn't know if they could win the game on defense because they had lost games against UTSA on defense. They couldn't stop Mississippi State. Remember, they couldn't stop West Virginia late. They couldn't get any wins late with their defense. This type of performance, I think is what they needed. And I already expected them to get the split or to split this series coming in, so I had no reservations about the loss. So that's sure. why I think we're a little bit on different pages there. Yeah. No, that, that also makes sense. Uh Okay, well then do you think Javion figures it out? What is figuring it out in your definition? Uh shooting at least <sighs> He has 10 games left in theory. Shooting at least conference. 45% from inside the arc. He's at 39. On 11 attempts. I think... I do I do think he figures that out a little bit. I still think he's going to be a little inconsistent. But like Southern Miss, I think he could have some good games. And then maybe one of the Western games, he has a 20-point outing. The other one, it's maybe an 8-point outing. Um, I think he'll be a little inconsistent, but I think he's going to be good at times which is going to help this team and i think if ruben continues to develop the way he's developed i mean it's not as detrimental whereas last year they couldn't trust mo with the ball this year i trust ruben with the ball way more than i trusted mo last year so i agree with that that's that's a big thing but i i, I said after the game last time i say i'll say it again is if um let's see reese is 15 of 48 from three in conference play so he's at 31 percent Drez is 12 of 36, so he's at 33%. um, Those two need to be shooting 35-plus percent from three. Yeah, completely agree. Like, they they can't shoot 31. If they they both shoot 31, 33% for the rest of this conference season, they're not going to win a championship. They can't. It's not going to happen. 
Like if, 35% is not even this crazy number here that I'm throwing out here. 35% is very average. It's average, Jamie yeah. 40% last year from three. Um, Drez shot 50% in Juco last year from three. And they're better looks this year probably. Those two need to be shooting 35 plus percent from three. For them Completely to, agree. Ruben is shooting uh, 10 to 21 from three, 47%. Shout out Ruben. If this, if, okay. Sorry, I keep asking lots of questions about no, Jamie Mo, you mentioned Mo. Mo was a legitimate second option, although he couldn't really do much inside because he was yeah. just so he was able to hit tough shots from yeah. from from out wide. Is that an issue for this team in terms of there not being a second guy that you can rely on? I think it's just turned into Ruben slash Zach more so because but, I I didn't trust I did you trust Mo in late in conference last year? No, no, I didn't. But but early to get Javion going. This this is this is what I'm ta- saying though. Is it is it is that is it like it's too much pressure to be the yeah, to it's be a lot of pressure. But damn, he's Javion Hamlet. Right, and you're right, and, and that's why I'm asking if it's like if that's even like an argument to this say is, no. This because this is I was thinking the same thing before the game started. I was just like Javion Hamlet's pin tweet, or it was his pin tweet. I don't know if it still is. Was I'm gonna get drafted from North Texas. All right, this is exterior pressure should not be any greater than his interior pressure, than the pressure he's putting on himself. Yeah, here. yeah, that's a good point. There's not even fans at the games. Like this is all on him, and it's on him to figure this out. And so I'm I'm not one to buy that there's any exterior pressure on him or added exterior pressure. I think it's all on himself, and I think if he just once he sees a crease. He's just got to go. Yeah. Just go. Try to get to the rim. If he was a little bigger, I'd say go try to dunk the damn thing. Because, like, that's just the mindset you have to have sometimes. It's like, I'm going to get there, and either you're going to foul me or you're going to block my shot. Yeah. Like, that, that's that got to be it, man. It's got to that's that's gotta be it. But I thought Drez showed that against Rice, too, but that was quickly gone. That never showed up again. JJ shows us that he can get to the rim a little bit. I, I told you tonight that JJ looks like he might be the best uh, best player right now driving into the paint. Yeah. <laughs> just so. just because when the shot clock goes down, he's the ball, and he's like, well, I guess that's all I can do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, let's see. Any players we're missing here? Thomas, Zach. Uh, again, I think Zach was very good this weekend. JJ, Ruben, both good. That was another concerning thing about that first loss was that I felt like everybody played well except for Javion. Like I felt like yeah, we felt like that, that, but like if you look at the second half, it's, it's not true. No, I know, but I remember late in the game, I was telling you, I was like, these are the five that need to be on the court here. You had Javion, you had Reese, you had Ruben, you had Thomas, and you had Zach. Right, All you had the guys that pretty well. Yeah, and they lost, and that was concerning to me. So, um, I am at a five on a pan meter. I'm not at a freaking two, three, or four. Like I'm still pretty high, but I I, I take a little bit of solace from this weekend so I'm, I'm excited to see it now let's say we got everybody uh terrence he's shooting that three did he make one he made he, one he hit that corner three yeah one hey man he was one on one one of two he was one on one well he missed one the first game yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah <clears> okay <throat> one of two from three from for the weekend that was a big three too <sighs> it was a big three it was great put him up 20 to six 
Oh man. Okay. Um, let me see what else we got here. Maybe on defense. I mean, we didn't. We haven't seen Southern Miss particularly. Uh, but is there any concern about Southern Miss going into this one? As there far better as, not like, be any concern not about Southern Miss. In? There better not be any concern about Southern Miss because if they lose to any of these games of Southern Miss, it's over. The three Southern Miss wins this year in uh, in conference have been uh, against UTEP and against Middle Tennessee twice. Yeah, no, there should be no concern. Let me pull up their schedule real quick while I have it. And then... Here, let me let me pull it up before I continue on to Western Kentucky, which is a much bigger discussion. Some more. I saw Loyola. It said Loyola on their shot on their schedule, and I was like, "Wait, they beat Loyola?" Yeah, it was Loyola, Louisiana. So there you go. Um, yeah, UAB swept them. UTSA swept them. La Tech swept them. I'll be at La Tech hit a game winner to beat them but still swept them and rice just swept them so i mean you're playing a team that's lost six straight on the road but like you said there's there's no there's no there's no again if you want to be a championship team you have to sweep this series yes like this is this is not a this is not debatable here this is not something you can discuss here all right all right now let's talk about western kentucky in, in two weeks because it's never too early to talk about western kentucky Western Kentucky has had its last four games postponed. Uh, FAU was the most recent one, and I was looking forward to that series because I really thought FAU could have split that series. And Old Dominion was the one two weeks ago. So all we know about this team is that they are 6-2. and two. Their loss came to Charlotte, and Charlotte's about to get swept by Middle Tennessee. So and Charlotte's really bad. Make not, of that not what only that, They lost to a D2 school. So Yeah, Charlotte just got swept by Middle Tennessee. So they lost to them in overtime. Um, then their other loss was to Louisiana Tech, sixty-three to fifty-eight. And I saw that they and I watched that game when they beat Louisiana Tech in the first game, sixty-six, sixty-four, and that was very iffy. That's all I'll say about that. It was close. Now, do we think North Texas can sweep Western in two weeks? Do I think it can happen? Yes, only because. Okay, but you're not picking it this time. No. Because I'm still concerned about Charles Bassey. But uh, the way that they play is, is a lot different than the way that La Tech plays. Like, with Charles Bassey on the court, it's Charles Bassey, right? Like, yeah. it's him. You don't it, – Tavion Hollingworth, uh, I don't remember any of their other players' names. Hollingsworth's been very average this year, too. <clears throat> right. And I feel like that's a factor because of Bassey. Like when we saw we saw when Bassey was healthy his freshman year that it, it changed the whole dynamic of their offense, or Bassey didn't get any shots because we thought yeah. that he should be putting up like fifteen shots a game and he was only getting like what six or seven that yeah. year. Um, so I think that that is a thing where they don't have a lot of offensive uh, fluidity in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Lotech knows what they want to do regardless of whether they're good at it or not. Um, and then defensively. Yeah, you have Charles Bassey, but the perimeter defense is not a is not as stout at all compared to La Tech. So, if you're able to eliminate Bassey somewhat with Zach, and if Abu st- still turns out to be like a actual five a- as a freshman, uh-huh. 
then I am that is a pretty good chance of the possibility of a sweep. Yeah. I agree. Man, I just want to see West. I wish Western would have played FAU. That would have been a fun series this weekend. Uh they play Western Kentucky plays Rice this week at home before traveling to Denton on the nineteenth and twentieth to play North Texas in Denton. And yep. that might be the um conference championship series. Um unless if UAB keeps just not losing, I guess. Just uh they are now nine and one. UAB is. Uh just to quickly check in on our friend update Blazers. update the uh everyone with the with the standings. Like in oh, terms of the top okay, four. Okay. Uh UAB plays Louisiana Tech next week at in in Ruston, Louisiana, by the way. That's a sweep. Sorry, UAB. <laughs> this is this is where you see the downfall. This, this is where of, you this is the start of the end. I yeah. think you said they're gonna lose three of the next four. Yeah. And that is Louisiana Tech, and then I think who's they play Western, that? right? No, they play Old Dominion. Oh yeah, I said they're going to split Old Dominion. That's what I said. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Western Kentucky is still six and two. Old Dominion's five and two. Um, oh, did Old Dominion play today? I'm sorry. Oh, Old Dominion and Marshall are playing right now. Marshall's beating the brakes off of them, thirty-seven to twenty. So, never mind. Old Dominion is now let's say six, five and three. Charlotte's five and five. Uh, FAU still three and three. Marshall will be four and four. Middle three and seven. So that's the East. FIU is two and uh, ten, but whatever. Um, in the West, UAB is now nine and one. North Texas six and two. Louisiana Tech eight and four. Rice six and six. UTSA six and six. UTEP four and eight. And Southern Miss three and nine. No real surprises there. UTSA did just beat the crap out of FIU, ninety to forty-seven. Javon Jackson, man. That's it. I don't even know how much he scored. He only scored 22, and Keaton Wallace scored 16. Oh, my God. And he put up 90. Oh, my God. 90 on these dudes. All right. We won't keep y'all any longer. Um, Let me make sure we got everything here. Yeah, pretty good. Man, that Ruben versus Kenneth Lofton matchup for the next three years is going to be a lot of fun. Woo. Kenneth Lofton can play. That was that was fun. Like I said, that dude loses thirty pounds. He's the best player on La Tech. <laughs> he might he might already be the best player on La Tech. All right. Well, we thank y'all for joining us. Uh, leave us a five star rating and review on Apple. Scroll down and leave, just uh, you see the lawyer says leave a comment or something like that. Uh, press that, type in a nice reply to us, and we will appreciate it. Uh, send this to your friends, family members, and fellow North Texas fans. Um, what else? Uh, follow us on SoundCloud as well. And, yeah, on Twitter, at MeanGreen247, at CJH Mitchell, and at Matthew Bruni underscore. Uh, what else? Oh, subscribe to MeanGreen247.com. If you missed out on our 60% offer, you know, I can't really help you on that. You're the one, you know, missing out. But, yeah. Uh, I think we are still doing a $1 for the first month deal. So if you want to check out our content for the first month, we have football season coming up, obviously come March. Uh, they're still picking up players left and right. Uh, they just added a defense tackle from North Forney, which is a big deal. Um, and yeah, I expect a lot of transfers. Hopefully transfers will be coming in the coming weeks. You know, if not, then maybe, maybe they're not coming, Colin. <laughs> Imagine imagine anyways um 
yeah so that's all we got for y'all today uh if you enjoyed again leave us a five-star rating review and send it to your friends so thanks for joining us and we'll talk to y'all later